It's time to make men masculine again. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Korean Christian Conservative, where I talk about my thoughts as a Korean, as a Christian, and as a conservative in this crazy world we live in. And today, we're going to be talking about masculinity and cross-dressing because, my goodness, just yesterday, I mean, or two days ago, um, Vogue came out with this article called Playtime with Harry Styles. And it's basically, it was a glorification of Harry Styles embracing his feminine side and cross-dressing and wearing dresses. And so if you want to take a look at this picture of him, um, wow, fabulous, is, <laughs> fabulous, isn't he? <laughs> wow, woo, I just, uh, okay, um, I have no words. And <laughs> I just feel really disturbed looking at that, like, a, a guy who has like a beard, a hairy, hairy facial features, wearing a dress. Uh, that makes me slightly uncomfortable. <laughs> but besides the fact this thing blew up, and why did it blow up? It blew up because all these blue checkmark Twitter pundits and all these crazy leftists were celebrating glorifying harry styles saying he's so brave oh harry styles you're so amazing yes skew like screw toxic masculinity get it all away the cure to toxic masculinity is embracing your feminine side and wearing dresses and of course the person who leaps into all this mess is candace owens and so this is what candace owens had to tweet uh regarding that article she says there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is, it is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. This is right. This is so true. There's a reason why BLM had uh, in their mission statement, one of the values that they had and one of their missions was to dismantle, right? Disrupt the nuclear fam family structure because they want to get rid of fathers in the home. Um, and this is Marxism. Marxism says that individual families, right? There's no family. Uh, we need to get rid of family. We need to get rid of religion. And we if there's only the state and then there's only the collective. Um, and so this is true. This goes hand in hand, the feminization of our men with the Marxist indoctrination going on in our schools, in our institutions. This is so true. Candace Owens is spot on. And bringing back manly men is one of the best things that we can do as a society to improve all the societal ills and all the societal problems that we have in this country. But of course, the left, they don't care about actual solutions. They don't actually care about actually helping to solve people who are solve the problems and the plight of people who are suffering. They just want to continue to push their agenda and continue to get people to suffer so that they can push their Marxist ideas. And so Ben Shapiro also wanted to jump into the flames. <laughs> he also commented, and this is what he had to say on Twitter. This is perfectly obvious. Anyone who pretends that it is not a referendum on masculinity for men to don foofy dresses is treating you as a full-on idiot. 
Masculinity and femininity, femininity exist. Outward indicators of masculinity and femininity exist in every, nearly every human culture. Boys are, are taught to be more masculine in virtually every human culture because the role of men is not always the same as the role of women. The left knows this, of course. The point of Styles doing this photo shoot is to feminize masculinity. Otherwise, why would it be a headline worthy? Why would it be headline worthy for Styles to don a dress? The left knows this. They openly say that gender is both important and socially constructed, which is why they tell you that a man can be a woman. Example, despite no biological underpinning. Ben Shapiro nails it on the head. Uh, his episode on this really, he really dug deep and he really nailed it on the head for this. Um, but both Candace Owens and ben, Sh ben Shapiro are correct. Masculinity and femininity exist. We need to bring back masculine, manly men. But any sort of idea and hint and conversation about masculinity is automatically labeled as toxic. For example, there's that famous Gillette ad where they want to they were promoting getting rid of toxic masculinity when little kids were roughing each other up, uh, getting a little, you know, violent with each other, just doing what boys do, and there are women and there are men in the ad saying, Oh, boys will be boys. But these brave parents came in, I was like, No, no fighting. And then the ad was like, get rid of toxic masculinity. So, but it's like, we, there's things inside every man. And of course, you know, masculinity, all that stuff is a spectrum, right? But there are inherent characteristics inside men that we have that when channeled well are to the betterment of society. But the left doesn't care about that. They just want to break down the family, they want to get rid of manly men, and just completely destroy the social fab fabric that keeps this country together so that they can have more control. That's all it is. It's all about control. So, of course, Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens wasn't, a they weren't attacking Harry Styles for cross-dressing. This is a free country. They can do whatever, he can do whatever he wants. But they were attacking the idea of the feminization and emasculation of men where a lot of the crazy radical political left is trying to strip men of their masculinity and they're attacking that idea but of course the left doesn't care about that and these crazy leftists came and started to attack them based on why are you crapping on Harry Styles for dressing the way he wants you can wear whatever the heck he wants to that, I agree, but that's not the point. And I saw this on PragerU too. So um, on PragerU released a bunch of Instagram posts in response to this, and they posted one that where Candace Owens was interviewing Colby Covington, and it was a segment on making men masculine again. And then I commented, make men masculine again with the hands up emoji and it got the most likes. And of course, being the most likes on <laughs> a page like PragerU is just attracting haters. And so, so many haters came and they were just crapping on me saying, oh my gosh, 
like it looks like you're wearing earrings what do you mean oh you're such a hypocrite oh my gosh like what are you talking about they can wear whatever he wants why are you so hateful oh republicans are so hypocritical they're all about individualism but they wouldn't leave harry styles alone um and they just completely miss it and all they do is gaslight 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 keep attacking you make straw man arguments and completely ignore the whole crux of the argument where we're talking about the feminization of men which is not what we want and we know that this is not this is destructive to any society so they will continue to gaslight continue to make straw man arguments and continue to label you and me and whoever else who disagrees with them as oh how dare you how dare you you're such a bigot oh you're awful and because they're able to label you that way they they have the moral justification and grounds to dismiss whatever you say because in their minds and in their hearts if they believe that they're talking to a nazi then they won't listen to whatever they say and of course like for me too if i was talking to a nazi i would not listen to whatever they say because they're a nazi right so this is the way the left operates but Let's first talk about cross-dressing. And so this is a really iffy topic uh, and very interesting one at that too. But here's what the Bible says. Uh, the Bible really only comments on cross-dressing like explicitly in Deuteronomy 22.5. And so in Deuteronomy 22.5, uh, this is what the Lord says. A woman shall not wear a man's garment, nor shall a man put on a woman's cloak. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord your God. And a lot of people look at this and say, Oh my gosh, then does that mean that I can't wear my boyfriend's sweater? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that way. So, uh, Got Questions is a really, really great resource uh, for when I have questions. And if you have any questions about biblical topics, you know, whatever the word of God says on certain topics and certain issues, this is a really great and trusted resource that I, resource that I go to. And so this is what the question is. What what does the Bible say about cross-dressing transvestism? Is transvestism a sin? So transvestism, for people who don't know, it's intentionally right cross-dressing in order to like, you know, express yourself in the other gender. Um, and so this is what Got Questions has to say. Deuteronomy 22.5 deals with the issue cross-dressing slash transvestism, men dressing in women's clothing and vice versa. In this passage, God commands that a woman is not to wear that which pertains to a man and a man is not to wear that which pertains to a woman. For all that do so are an abomination. The Hebrew word translated abomination means a disgusting thing, abominable in the ritual sense of unclean food, idols, mixed marriages, in the ethical sense of wickedness. Therefore, this is not simply God addressing the fact that a woman might put on a man's garment or vice versa. Also, this is not a command that a woman should not wear pants, slacks, as some use this passage to teach. The meaning here is is that this cross-dressing and transvestism is done in order to deceive or to present oneself as something that he or she is not. In other words, this speaks to a woman changing her dress and appearance so as to appear as a man and a man changing his dress and appearance so as to appear to be a woman. 
This is the definition of cross-dressing or a transvestism. We can also reason that the dynamic between this is the leaving of what is natural and taking on that which is in God's word called unnatural, according to Romans 1, 24-27. Paul tells the Corinthian church that the way a woman wears her hair is a reflection of God's order, and therefore a woman who cuts her hair to appear as a man or a man who wears his hair long to appear as a woman brings shame to them. 1 Corinthians 11, 3-15. The issue here is the motive and the attitude of the heart that is evidenced in the choice to rebel against God's standard for obedience. Let me read that again. The issue here is the motive and the attitude of the heart that is evidenced in the choice to rebel against God's standard for obedience. These are principles we can use to reason and application. Whatever the prevailing custom, men and women should wear gender-appropriate clothing, dressing decently and in order, according to 1 Corinthians 14.40. To apply the principles, the Bible calls cross-dressing or transvestism a choice that is a demonstration of unbelief and rebellion against God and His order. So, the heart, right? The heart behind why you're doing things is so key. My dad always said this to me for whenever anyone asked any question, what is the question behind the question? What is the intent of the person asking the question? For example, if someone asks, hey, like, why did God give humanity free will if he knew they were going to rebel against him anyways? Well, there's the question itself you can discuss, but what's the question behind the question, right? What's the intent behind that question? And the intent is this person is trying to undermine the divinity, existence, and sovereignty of God. And so, when we're thinking about cross-dressing, like, if I were, wear to, if I were to wear a skirt, right, that in and of itself, wearing the act of wearing the skirt is not a sin. But it's the attitude and the motive behind why you're cross-dressing, right? So this is really important because when we think about this, a lot of the rules and a lot of the laws that God gave to the Israelites and even to Christians in the law of Christ, it's to separate and distinguish God's people from the rest of the world, right? There's a reason why God told the Israelites not to get tattoos, not to eat shrimp, not to eat pork, not to do certain things and abstain from certain activities because the pagans and the non-believers around, surrounding the Jews at the time, they were, they were partaking in those activities. So to be set apart, right? Holy means literally to be set apart. God commanded these things. And so when we think about what God's intent was when he gave this law and this commandment in Deuteronomy, it's so that people wouldn't associate the Jews and the Israelites, right? God's people would not be associating with the pagans, the ones who worshipped idols, the ones who were killing their babies, those people. Those people were cross-dressing. This is not a new thing. 
it's it's just always so interesting to me when lefts leftists are are think they think they're so progressive. They think they're so progressive and oh, cross dressing. Oh, he's owning up to. Mm, he is just himself. He is just being his true self. But no, this is not a new thing. This has happened for millennia, like even in biblical times. Before six thousand years before Christ, Moses wrote this not to cross dress. Why? Because the intent behind it was to be try to be like a woman if you're a man, and for a woman to be like a man, right? So cross dressing in and of itself is not a sin. The act of it is not a sin, but it's the it's the motive behind it. Because if the act of it was so, so sinful, it would be applied. Differently and subjectively, depending on the culture. But we know that our God is not so subjective and wishy-washy like that. There is a moral objective standard, and the Judeo-Christian value system is a moral objective standard for, from which we can live out morally and ethically. So, it's the intent, the motive, and attitude of the heart, right behind it, and the reason why this is such a big problem and why Christians need to be against this. And this whole Vogue magazine of playtime with Harry Styles is because these leftists are trying to go against God's design, completely rebel against God's standard for obedience. This is what they're doing. We already know this. The left does not like Christianity. They think that Jesus is a white suprem is a sign of white supremacy. They think that Christianity. Right and Judeo-Christian values is a Euro-Western ethnic, um, a Eurocentric value system. They believe that the Bible, right, is outdated. These people do not like Christianity, so they'll do whatever it takes to deviate from it. And what is what what is one of the ways that they do so? Cross-dressing, completely making gender, or I would rather say sex, because gender is just. An abomination. I don't know why it's a thing. Making sex fluid. This is directly rebelling against God, and as Christians, we cannot be for this. The Bible is very clear. There's an intent, and there's a design, and there's an order of thing. God is a God of order, not a God of chaos. So, if we know this, we are to be against this. We are to be aligned with the Word, aligned with God's Word, and what He has to say about His design for humanity. So that's cross-dressing, but what about masculinity? The Bible is so so clear on masculinity, and I'll probably do another episode on this, but I'll touch on it very briefly. In first, like for example, in First Timothy five eight, Paul says, "But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith, faith, and is worth." <laughs> let me say that again. Sorry, he has denied the faith and is worse. Than an unbeliever, so Paul here is talking about a man. He's talking about a man using the pronoun he. I know in leftism and in in today's progressive ideology, pronouns are fluid. You can be whatever pronoun identify whatever. No, but like Paul here is distinctly talking about men and the role of men. And he says, if men they do not provide for their relatives and the members of his household, he has denied the faith. And is worse than an unbeliever. So what is Paul saying? The role of a man is to be a provider, is to be a provider, to be the protector. 
Why do you think God told all biblical heroes to be courageous? That is a sign of masculinity. Also a sign of femininity, of course, right? But in wartime, it's always the men. Hey, be courageous, right? The Bible is so clear about the different design that God has for men and women. It is found all throughout the Bible, right? Paul, in his letters to the churches, always kept writing about the different functions of husbands and wives, men and women, in the family and in society and in the church. So there are different roles, but for for men, we are to be protectors. We are to be providers. Men are supposed to be responsible, right? And we're supposed to know what it... We're supposed to know what it looks like to honor and respect women, right? There's a reason why Paul says for husbands to love their wives as Christ loves the church. What does that look like? It looks like Jesus going on the cross and dying for the sins of the world when he didn't even have to. It's going above and beyond. It's going above and beyond, always excelling in what you're doing. This is what biblical masculinity looks like. But the left is trying to tear all of that away. And of course, they're trying to tear away biblical femininity as well. But of course, they're trying to tear away masculinity. And we know the ultimate model for biblical masculinity and just masculinity in general is Jesus Christ, right? But what did Jesus do? He was never afraid of the mob. When the religious cult leaders of his days, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, these crazy religious legalistic leaders, when they came for his throat, he planted his feet firm into the ground. And he said, no. When they kept accusing him, he said, no. When, when they tried to stone a woman, he was like, no. He was like, he who was without sin, be the first to cast the stone. Jesus was firm. He wasn't scared. What else did he do? He was unbelievably empathetic, right? So he reached out to people who and went out of his comfort zone to reach out to people who are ostracized by society. Who is ostracized by society today? You you really think it's trans people? You think it's like you think it's people of the LGBTQ? You think it's black Americans? They're uplifted by all of our cultural institutions and any for with any means and at any means necessary through whatever avenue they're always celebrated who is always put like thrown under the rug called labeled things unfairly unfortunately right now and rightfully so i guess is are christians right and conservatives because the left hates the world hates the Bible, the world hates Christianity, the world hates the truth. They will always lie to you, always. Jesus was firm. He was firm in the truth. And he never he never compromised the truth. He always got out of his comfort zone to uplift the voices of those who are voiceless. Who is the most voiceless of today? It's the women and children being sex trafficked. Is the babies dying in the womb, the millions of babies dying in the womb and being murdered and killed. What else did Jesus do? He took responsibility. He took responsibility for the sins of the whole world, past, present, and future. 
This is what masculinity looks like. But the world is trying to take it away. So what's the big deal, right? Um, again, it's not that he wore a dress. It's not that he wore girl clothing. That act in and of itself, whatever. You can do whatever you want. This is not a new thing for millennia. Millennia. Men in all cultures throughout the world have been cross-dressing. If it's just about him wanting to wear interesting clothes, then he he can be in the next Borat movie wearing a banana suit or something, okay? Like, I watched the uh, the most recent Borat movie that came out when I went to Yopal in DC and hung out with the Yopal folk over there. And it was quite disturbing for sure. But there's a lot of weird stuff that happened, a lot of cross-dressing and a lot of weird jokes. And if he just wanted to wear, like, he could have just done it. He could have just wore it and he could have been in a Borat movie and it's like, okay, whatever, no one cares. And we all move on with our lives. But it was because it was celebrated and glorified all throughout Twitter, social media, and all over the internet that the, that conservatives and truth seekers had to take a stand, put their foot on the ground, and say no. Because this is not just about wearing a dress. It's a direct attack on attack on masculinity and trying to emasculate men. This is a huge, huge problem. Most, if not all, of our problems in society are caused by broken homes. And what's the, nearly the number one cause in all of this for broken homes? It's irresponsible absent fathers. Fatherlessness is huge. This is the reason why there's so many people still going to going not completing school, not coming out of high school, not getting a job, just going to crime, going to drugs, going to gangs. Fatherlessness. That's the biggest that's if not one of the biggest if not the biggest cause of almost all our societal ills. Even for abortion. It was because the man wasn't responsible enough to abstain from his sexual desires or the man isn't responsible enough to want to provide for the kid and the and the mother. I mean, this is what happens when you emasculate men. They don't they learn to not honor women anymore, right? So why do you think there's still men raping women? Before it was all about men protecting women, holding the door for a woman, paying for her dinner. But now that's sexist, apparently. It's a misogynistic, apparently. Well, if you're going to st- strip them of that and teach them that women don't need your help, then why why do women come crying to men when there are rape cases? Men want to protect women. Good, virtuous men want to protect women from bad, vicious, disgusting men. But then you can't say that men shouldn't protect women and that's not the man's job. And then expect men to honor women. It just doesn't work that way. Right? When we're emasculating men and feminizing them too, we're teaching them that also it's okay to be irresponsible. Right? I mean, like, I don't want to live in a generation and in a country anymore where there are more and more kids, more and more men just lying in their parents' basement, not doing anything, 
and reaping off the benefits of what their parents have sown. Just completely mooching off of their parents because they're taught it's okay just to be obsessed and addicted to pornography. Just do whatever you want with your life. Go to college and get a useless degree. Not even go to college. And not make anything for yourself. We need to stop emasculating men. This is a huge problem. And of course, I understand, like, I've heard this so many times, and I I know this too, I'm not an idiot, hopefully, <laughs> that the standards of fashion and dress evolve, and they're different for every culture. For example, people say, oh, but Roman men wore togas. The Scottish men from the past wore those kilts. Um, French kings wore dresses and heels, right? Yes, I agree. Sure, that's what happened. But even during those times, women wore something different. Men and women have been distinguishable by dress. This is what Ben Shapiro said previously in his tweet. The way that men and women dressed in all of history, throughout all cultures and all societies, throughout all of human history, the way that they dressed were outward indicators of who they were biologically, their biological sex, right? And so there were always differences. There were always differences. So to assert that there are no gender differences, sex differences between fashion is absurd. But again, it's not about the article of clothing itself. It's about the heart, motive, attitude, intention behind why you are cross-dressing. This is not being super old-fashioned and being closed-minded. I can I acknowledge and I am to admit, while I think it's very unlikely, in 500 years, men might be wearing skirts and that might be the masculine thing to do. Fine. But it's not right now. And the masculine thing is not to wear dresses and the feminine thing is to wear dresses. And so there's that distinguishing factor in fashion. So it's the heart behind it. Why are they doing it? It's because they want to make men feminine. They want to emasculate men and make them less masculine because all sorts of masculinity is toxic apparently. And this idea that gender differences, there's no such differences in gender. I mean, that's just absurd. There are differences between men and women found virtually in all cultures throughout all of history and all societies. It's not a new thing. It's not a new thing. It is not a new thing to want to make societies androgynous. It is not a new thing to want to make men like women and women like men. Once that happened, societies collapsed. Great empires collapsed. When they deviated from God's design for us biologically, that's when everything went to crap. Throughout history. All the time. So gender differences have always been found in all cultures throughout all history. Even before, it's not a Western thing. Let's get this idea that gender differences and masculine and feminine roles, that this is, these gender roles are a Western idea and it's just the patriarchy out to oppress women. Let's just get that out of, because it has existed for millennia in different cultures. It's existed in Asian cultures, in the Middle East, in Africa, even in Native American tribes, everywhere. Even before Asians 
saw a white person. Even before the Aztecs and the Mayans saw a white person and worshipped them as a god. There were gender differences and almost always, like 99.9% .9 of the time, the men were the protectors, the providers, the one who went to war, the ones who hunted and got all the food, all those things. The women were always the caretakers, the ones who gave birth to, to their children, the ones who provided like care and nursed their children and stayed at home. This is not a new thing. But just because there are outliers in some crazy indigenous tribe in the middle of Australia that no one has heard about, which they are important and they God loves them too and God is for them their heart is his heart is for them but just because some unknown tribe in the middle of a jungle has woman as the head of the family does not make it apply to all of society there's a reason there are outliers because we have standards right the outliers are outliers because they don't abide by the standards that apply to nearly all of humanity. Which is the same as, for example, intersex people. Intersex people are still people. But they not everyone is intersex. It's an astronomically small percentage of people who are intersex. And to be inter to be an intersex person is an anomaly and it is a mutation. Why? Because you're supposed to be either all men, have all men rep re reproductive body parts if you have X, Y chromosomes, and you're supposed to have all women and female reproductive organs if you're a woman and you have XX chromosomes. Outliers exist because there are standards. Just because outliers exist doesn't mean we can just throw out all the standards and everything that we know about humanity just out the window. The gender differences exist. Masculinity and femininity exist. Traditional masculine roles and traditional feminine roles that has led to the prosperity of all societies that adopted those roles, they exist. But the, the big deal about this is that the left, Harry Styles, Vogue, all these crazy Twitter um, pundits, they're making a political statement about it. If this was just Harry Styles minding his own business, doing his own photo shoot, whatever, cross-dressing, who cares? You do you, Harry Styles. I ain't trying to infringe on your right to dress however you want. But it was because it was glorified and it was celebrated and everyone kept pushing it. That clearly they're making a political statement that men need to be more feminine. That masculinity, all kinds of masculinity is toxic. So then, if they're making that big of a political statement, conservatives ought to fight back. The reason why conservatives need to fight back and why Christians need to fight back against this craziness is because once we keep giving them more room under the guise of trying to be centrist and trying to keep the peace, they conquer more and more. Why do you think they've taken over every major institution in America? It's because we've been so silent and complacent for so long. So, okay, conservatives fought back. And then the leftists were going crazy saying, why are you making such a big deal out of it? It's because the left, you guys made a big deal out of it. You can't tell us that we can't comment on it when you were the ones making a big deal out of it in the first place. This is what we call gaslighting. 
I hate this. And they say that we gaslight. You know what gaslighting is? It's you telling someone that nothing is happening when that someone knows that that thing is happening. It's to make someone go crazy and keep questioning their psyche and questioning their cognitive abilities. The left does this all the time, right? They say gender is a social construct, right? Constructed by the patriarchy trying to implement all these gender roles to oppress women. And then they say gender is inherent to you. And that's why trans people are, can't be untransed, <laughs> right? Like if you question this, then they yell at you saying there's no contradiction in that. And then they label you a bigot and a transphobe and a misogynist. If you question the hypocrisy and the contradiction in their belief that gender is a social construct, but also you are inherently a, a gender by birth inside. So if you're born a man, but you feel like a woman inside, you are a woman. So it's not a social construct in that regard, but then in all other regards, it's a social construct. It just makes no sense. There's no logical consistency. It's a, it's fallacious. They also say they want women. So they say telling a woman to be like a man, it's mansplaining. They say it's sexist. But then they want to make men, women like men. Example, men dominate STEM fields. Why? Because men, this is a broad overgeneralization, right? But this is a trend that we've seen in the most egalitarian societies where men are more likely and more inclined to do work that deals with doing stuff and dealing with stuff. Women are more inclined to doing work that deals with people. So as a result, there are more men in STEM fields, not saying men are smarter. It's just, this is just how things play out. But they go crazy when there's underrepresentation of women in certain fields where men are more likely to be just because of their inherent biological nature and inclination towards those activities and those jobs. And so they're trying to make women like men, right? They're trying to make women the protectors. You know, it's, it's never empowering to a woman and to feminists when a woman stays at home and takes care of their children and raise them, raises them up to be good, virtuous children. It's never empowering. You know what's empowering for women? To go out and be the hero, which is traditionally a man's role. This is not sexist. Men are to be protectors and providers for women and their families. So, it's just, it, it, but it makes no sense. The left says, you say, you, to, if you, if a man says to a woman, hey, you need to be more like men, it's sexist, but then the left tries to make women more like men. And then they try to make men more like women. I mean, there's just so, so much crazy loop-de-loops going on. And you, when you point out the craziness of it all, they say, no, you're crazy. It's like, what? Like all this gaslighting is insane. This is, this is not just about cross-dressing. And this is so important because when we deviate from this, when we deviate from order, when we deviate from God's design and our inherent biological characteristics, when we deviate from those things, when we deviate from obje objective truth, then societies fall, things crumble. S problems that we see in society get worse and worse and worse.
Oh, man. Like, here's what Olivia Wilde had to say, which is wild. Um, but this is what she said about Harry Styles thing. To me, he's very modern, says Wilde of Styles. And I hope that this brand of confidence as a male that Harry has, truly devoid of any trans traces of toxic masculinity, is indicative of his generation and therefore the future of the world. I think he is in many ways championing that, spearing, spearheading that. It's pretty powerful and kind of extraordinary to see someone in his position redefining what it can mean to be a man with confidence. He's really in touch with his feminine side because it's something natural, notes Mikel, which is the Italian designer. And he's a big inspiration to a younger generation about how you can be in a totally free playground when you feel comfortable. I think that he's a revolutionary. That last sentence is so dangerous. I mean, even what Olivia Wilde had to say, right? About how this idea that getting rid of all masculinity and becoming super feminine is great. That's, that's what true men are. That's dangerous. But what Mikel had to say after that was even more dangerous. Where he said, you can be in a totally free, free playground when you feel comfortable. The left and even Christians, I see a lot of pastors, they criticize conservatives for being too radically individualistic. Um, hello? I think the left encompasses far right extreme ideas and far left ideas. This is, this just encapsulates everything. You can do whatever you want as long as it makes you feel comfortable. As long as it's about you. Right? It's all about me, 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 me. Me. As long as it makes me comfortable, I can do whatever I want and I'll be in a totally freely free playground devoid of any societal consequences. I can do whatever I want except if you're conservative. Right? You can do whatever you want. You can sleep around. You can cross-dress. You can do whatever. You can abort, you can murder your baby. You can even kill a Trump supporter because you're killing a quote-unquote fascist. If it makes you feel comfortable, it's a totally free playground. And that's revolutionary, apparently. Revolutionary. This is absurd. This is not biblical. This is not in God's design. This is extremely dangerous. And if we continue this, and if we continue to give room for this nonsense to continue, we're going to see really bad problems. And we're going to wish that we stop this sooner. So speaking of gaslighting, um, the, I think it was today, uh, Macy Hirono, who was probably the worst senator uh, to ever serve in Congress, she claimed that conservatives, she claimed that conservatives claiming that big tech is censoring them is baseless and untrue. This is what she had to say during the Senate hearings um, of Mark Zuckerberg and, and big tech. For the second time in three weeks, You've been called before the Senate committee so my Republican colleagues can beat you up over claims that your platforms are supposedly biased against conservatives. The fact of the matter is that these allegations are completely baseless. Everyone who has systematically looked at the content of social media, from Media Matters to the Cato Institute to former Republican Senator John Kyle, has found absolutely no evidence of anti-conservative bias. And data from Proud Tangle show that far-right content from the likes of Fox News, 
Ben Shapiro. David Bongino dominates the daily top 10 most engaged pages on Facebook. So all of these allegations about the fact that uh, you hire or, or all of your employees are left of center is uh, relevant of nothing. Certainly not relevant of some sort of anti-conservative bias in terms of your content. <laughs> all right. She literally does not, I mean, God bless her heart, please. Like, Lord bless her soul, like, please. Um, But she just does not know what she's talking about. Every time you hear her in any sort of Senate hearing, she does not know what she's talking about. It's so sad. First of all, Macy Hirono, um, there's a reason why almost all of big tech employees all donated to Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden's campaigns. They are extremely partisan to the left. Extremely. Also, you say there's no evidence. I mean, for example, Media Matters for America. All you have to do is Google search. What does Google say? This is even Google, what Google has to say about Media Matters for America. The first thing that pops up is Media Matters for America is a politically left-leaning 501 nonprofit organization which acts as media watchdog for scrutinizing right-leaning media outlets. Of course, they're going to say there's no such thing as big tech censorship and bias against conservatives. Of course, it's not. But there is. Macy Hirona, you want an example from a regular conservative like me? Look at this. Look at this post. Look at what Instagram did. They completely deleted one of my posts, one of my videos, because it says, your post goes against our community guidelines. We removed your post because it goes against our community guidelines. We created these guidelines to support and protect our community on Instagram. Why did they remove it? For violence or dangerous organizations. What? Let me tell you guys. It was a video of that white family wearing Biden shirts and saying, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're a white supremacist. And then I was like, okay. I was looking at myself and I'm like, I'm an Asian, am I a white supremacist? And I wore a MAGA hat. And then it got deleted for violence or dangerous organization. What? They remove, apparently, photos or videos of extreme graphic violence. Photos or videos that encourage violence or attacks on anyone based on their eth religious, ethnic, or sexual background. Specific threats of physical harm, threat, uh, theft, vandalism, or financial harm. Where in that video that I posted where I literally just wore a MAGA hat and was reacting to a Biden family saying, if you're a Trump supporter, you're a white supremacist. Where in that video was I calling for violence or associating with dangerous organizations? None. They're just finding dumb excuses to do so. So I asked for a review. I did. And look, look, look what happened. I requested a review and then they reviewed it. They, they said, we've reviewed your video and still removed it for violating our community guidelines. Thank you for your feedback. We've permanently removed your video from Instagram because it violate, violated our community guidelines. Ugh, I mean, come on. No censorship against conservatives. Where do you see any leftists complain about censorship? They never do. Why? Because it never happens to them. They can say, kill Donald Trump. They can say, kill this Republican senator. They can say this and that about anyone who's conservative. 
They can completely black, completely just ruin the lives of innocent conservatives, completely dox people. Nothing. Nothing. Sean King does this all the time. Um, Talcum X. Uh, yeah, the white activist who acts like and keeps claiming that he's black. That guy, yeah, he calls to dox people and threaten people all the time. He never gets removed and his content never gets removed. I mean, I have people that I know personally who are conservative who have their posts removed for nothing. I mean, New York Post being suspended for sharing the Hunter Biden, Biden story? about allegation, the allegations against collusion with Ukraine and benefiting from Ukrainian oligarchs getting tons and millions of cash? That was removed? Why? They never gave an explanation. It always somehow violates their community guidelines. No <sighs> gaslighting. And this is what they'll tell you. The left will say, oh, you guys are bi such uh, babies. Like, you're so, like there's far right things always thrive the far-right things always thrive in social media yeah you know what the reason why ben shapiro dan bongino tim pool all these people who are now considered far-right are getting so many views is because the whole media establishment is left-leaning the only people people only place that people can go to to actually get a different point of view is social media and although yeah they do get record ratings it's because if you have all the media establishment, like Rachel Maddow, Anderson Cooper, all these crazy leftists, uh, Don Lemon, right? Chris Cuomo, all these people, all the viewership of their shows and their content. Ben Shapiro and all the conservative people, their, their viewership, you compare it. The left-leaning sources always blow them out of the water because they have such a stronghold on media and big tech in this country. And so even that argument is stupid. Like, of course, like if they were to censor everything, then that, that there would be outrage, right? But it's like slowly but surely, big tech is slowly but surely censoring under the guise of compassion. You know what, you know who did this too? The KGB, you know who also did this? The CCP, you know who also did this? The Nazi party, always doing things. Oh, this is for your good. We know better. Oh, we need to protect you. Censoring speech and censoring everything, right? Violating and infringing on rights. And what happens? Massacres. Massacres. Um, you know, you, you get genocide. You get all those things. Great, great stuff, really. Great stuff. So, in closing, um, International Men's Day. Maybe it's because International Men's Day is coming up so soon. But um, it is November 19th, which would be tomorrow. And happy International Men's Day. Let's celebrate masculinity. Let's make men masculine again. We need men who are responsible, who work hard, who provide for their family, who protect women and children. And we will live to see a better America and a better future. That's it for today's show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I'll catch you guys next time. God bless. Peace. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Korean Christian Conservative. If you like this episode, make sure to share and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I do the show weekly, and so stay on the alert to hear from your favorite Korean Christian conservative. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.